Welcome to the Who Needs Instructions podcast, the podcast that wants to get men talking. Yes, welcome back to another edition of the Who Needs Instructions podcast, and I have another international guest for you this week. I'm delighted to say that I'm joined this week by Renee Jones. Renee, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Now, Renee reached out to me. We went onto one of these podcasting matching websites. It's almost like a dating site for podcasters, but uh, we're just able to see each other's uh, profiles. And I'm going to go straight in with, uh, please tell me how you got to do a TED Talk, because that's one of my ambitions in life. (laughs) Um, Fearfully, I got to do a TEDx talk. Yeah. It was, uh, it was just an application process, and I mm. sent out applications to like, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 different places, and I very quickly realized they don't really want you to uh, plan your holidays around it. Um, they'd rather you be local. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I'd chosen states where I'd never been before because I thought that would be great to go visit. And um, this one place in Delaware actually allowed people from outside their region. You know, it's a small state. Um, So I got to be on theirs. It was fantastic. Now, tell me, whereabouts in the states are you? Just out of my own geographical history or knowledge, rather. I'm in Texas. Oh, wow. Okay. And yes, my grandparents had a ranch. Fantastic. <laughs> you, you don't live on the ranch anymore then, no? No, no. The, <laughs> the ranch is gone, sadly. Fantastic. So so you did a TED Talk and mm. it was based around emotional eating. Um, now, I'm going to, uh, again, from the limited knowledge of what I know, and, and obviously please feel free to fill in the blanks, is that what you do for a living or is this something you came to and then you know because of your journey you've then decided to help other people with their uh, with their dieting yes both <laughs> great answer <laughs> um I was I was trained as a counselor mm-hmm. and um I also was on a diet for 40 stinking years <laughs> obviously I wasn't very good at it because you know I got I got stuck on that diet yo-yo up and down. I was 10 when I started because my mother thought, don't rag on her, bless her. She was trying to help me. She thought if I learned how to manage my food intake then, then I'd be set for life. Unfortunately, she had had a lifelong battle with her weight and she wasn't very good at it either. So we would diet for a while and then we'd go off the diet and for a while and go off the diet. And I was staring down my 50th birthday and I thought, oh Lord, if I don't get it done now, it will never happen because you know women in their 50s you can't lose weight in your 50s or 60s right which is not true true (laughs) yeah so on new year's morning of 2012 i thought right this is the year and i started on my diet and two weeks later i started again a fortnight later i started again Mm. and this went on till mm, april when I had to buy a bigger size and I was absolutely mortified. I thought I've been trying so hard, except that I wasn't consistent because every time something happened that upset me or made me sad or frustrated me, I would go straight to the peanut butter or a bag of Oreos to soothe right. myself. So then of course I had to figure out what to do because I thought I, I just, I just, this is, this is madness. It's, it's the same thing over and over. So I got online and I thought, okay, 
how can I lose this weight? How do I overcome emotional eating? How can I lose weight now? And I ran across this um, course and I eventually hired the lady as my coach and I actually kept her for a long time because once we got the food out of the way, I recognized there were other things, other bits of baggage that I needed to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually hit my goal the week before my 50th birthday. And as of today, nine years later, almost nine years later, I'm two pounds lighter. <laughs> so I've stayed in the realm of my goal, no more than two or three pounds over for nine years. Wow. Now this rings bells with me because I am approaching my 50th birthday. Um, it's a great it, decade. I can't wait, actually. I am I'm genuinely quite excited about it because 40 has been a bit meh, but I think 50 is going to be good. <laughs> and I have recently, um, now, uh, funny enough, I, I did a diet on the way up to my 40th birthday because there was mm-hmm. that landmark and I lost mm-hmm. the weight and I was happy. And then, of mm-hmm. course, I put it back on. Mm-hmm. And now I'm thinking the same for my 50th, which is good because I'm motivated to do it. But what I want to learn from you today and, you know, for my audience as well is how do we maintain it? And I, and I think you've already mentioned the two words. It's the emotional eating side of things that I think we have to come to terms with, don't we? Yes, of course. Because if you're go-to when you get frustrated, upset, angry, any of those things, any emotion, even good emotions can, because we feast around good emotions, don't we? Yes. But if your go-to is to soothe your stress or to give yourself comfort with food, it's hard to manage your weight. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I am often asked is why do diets stop? Why do we, what, what's the problem with a diet? And I say, we stop doing them because if you don't learn from the diet that works for you, the nutrition plan that actually works for your body, then you will keep repeating the cycle. What I learned about my body through that was what works for me. Mm. I learned that carbohydrates make me want more. They make me more hungry. And, you know, I lost my weight on a low-fat, low-calorie diet, and I was tired, hungry, and cranky all the time. Right. And God bless my husband. He stuck with me. (laughs) Good news. But a, a couple of years later, I did some metabolic study, and I found what works for my body. That's why I can have your Devon cream some, not a lot. And that's why I can have my bacon because I do better with protein and a bit of fat. Mm-hmm. And and when I was told that, I was like, fat, I, I've been trying to avoid fat for 20 years. What are you talking about? Mm. So I followed the diet that person gave me and it had cheese sauce and bacon and butter. I was like, oh, <laughs> it was just a low carb diet, right? Right. I lost two pounds that week and I was already at my goal weight. That doesn't happen, right? Mm. But but finding what works for your body, and we're all different. Some people can do more dairy, some people can't. Some people actually need more carbohydrates, and some don't. They make me cranky. <laughs> so, how do we find out what diet works for us, then, Renee? Well, you can do the you know the trial and error thing. Sure. With with my clients, I put them through a metabolic test, and then we go through the the results so that they know exactly what will work for their body. And then it keeps you satisfied. That's the joy of it. Because, you know, for years I was hungry 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm only five foot three, right? I'm a little woman. And you don't get many calories when you're short. So to lose, I had to drop down to 1,200 calories. That's not a lot of food. Mm-hmm. But if you can, if you can apportion that, and in fact, now I can have 1,400 calories if I need to lose a couple of pounds. And that feels like so much. That's almost another meal. <laughs> Matt, it was wonderful. So uh, you, can, you can make that food more nourishing and more satisfying if you know what works for your body. So it's this metabolic test that you need to take. That's the, that's the, the answers to that test will tell you the diet that you will enjoy but still continue to lose weight on it certainly can now some people don't like it okay right they don't like the fact that they have to not have whatever like i made terrific bread men have bowed on their knees before me for my bread right it's rip i had a great recipe i'm telling you it was really good bread i don't have it anymore because the consequences are too much for me okay I mean, I'm not celiac, but it does make me cranky. And I'm sure that's a blood sugar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think probably if you find what keeps your blood sugar steady more often, then you will not be as hungry. And so, you can sorry, lose the weight. So there's sacrifices that need to be made. But mm-hmm. actually, you know, th- th- this is the first time I've heard about metabolic tests to help me figure out what diet will work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, in simple terms, I think everybody knows calorie deficit means you will lose weight. Yes, but, absolutely. Yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that I'm going to enjoy eating less. But I can, if I can find out what foods I am allowed to eat that work for me, then I, you know, I can kind of treat that as a, as a, well, I can treat, yeah, that is a, that's a treat, I suppose, but I know it's a treat that's still going to work for me. So it's, it's the research that we need to do to find out what those foods are. Is that, is that the key? That's true. Yes. Yes. That's it. Because if you, I mean, again, you can do it with trial and error. You just keep a food log and decide, okay, how do I feel today? How satisfied am I? Mm. Am I satisfied enough? And if you're not, then you didn't get enough food or you didn't get the right nutrients for your chemistry. Because we're all chemically just slightly different. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at your face to, to somebody else's. Everybody, unless you're an identical twin, but even they have slight differences, right? Yeah, absolutely. Our bodies are all different. Okay. Now, with the other side, I mean, I've watched your TED Talk a couple of times now. Thank you. You're welcome. Get the views up. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so I know that there are some other things about initially coping or you know learning to deal with the emotional side of things now I'm trying to think because again you you said you know think about your favorite food and then close your eyes and think about when you had that first who gave it to you Mm -hmm. now I can't pinpoint I know some foods that I I I used to go to a childminder and she fed me stew every lunchtime and I hated stew for the longest time because it reminded me of going to the childminder. Yes. <laughs> so I absolutely get it, but it's the opposite for me. I don't, mm. don't worry now, I, I absolutely adore stew. Mm. But, but definitely what I do do is I award myself with a treat when I've had you know a, a long day, I've worked quite hard. For example, I've just had a relatively healthy stir fry, but there were two custard tarts in the fridge afterwards. Mm. Mm. And I could have eaten just one. But I ate both of them. Yes, because they were so good, weren't they? They were. They were so good. Well, let me ask you. Mm -hmm. 
how did you go about eating those tarts, the first one? Uh, it's got a lovely flaky pastry on the outside, so I ate most of the flaky pastry away and then sort of nibbled my way around the edge to the to the custardy, tarty bit in the middle. Were you sitting down? Oh, absolutely, yes. Did you ha- use a knife and fork or spoon? No, it was with my hands. Of course. All right, so here's <laughs> here's the thing. My grandmother used to make the most amazing pies, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes I would eat the f- a piece so fast that I didn't enjoy it. So you have to have a second one to enjoy it, don't you? Yeah. So if this is my craving thing. If you are going to give honor to any food and choose to eat it, even though it will destroy your nutrition plan, Mm -hmm. sit down at the table, turn off the TV, get a plate or bowl, fork, knife, spoon, whatever works, and focus on that food. You can have other people around and you can chat to them, but focus on the food and the flavors as you put each bite in your mouth. Because the more you enjoy every bite, squeezing all the flavor out of it, the more satisfying it will be and you probably wouldn't need the second one. God, that makes so much sense. It really does. <laughs> You've got to give the the food the same honor that you're giving your craving. Mm. That's fascinating. That's mm. fascinating. Yeah, mm. no, that is. Because, you know, I, I, I thinking it's just a, look, there's two custard tarts there. Leave one in the fridge and have that one tomorrow, you know, mm-hmm. as, part of, as part of your diet. Mm. Um, but I, I, I took the packet out. It was originally a four pack. And there were two left. So I didn't just take one out and put the packet back in the fridge. I took both out. Mm. And it was sat on the table. And I thought, well, I've kind of got to eat both now. I'm making excuses for myself, aren't I? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because it was such a nice experience, wasn't it? It's, Except it's that you didn't give yourself permission to truly enjoy it. And, and that's funny. I've been talking to a lot of my guests recently about being quite mindful over, mm. you know, situations about mm. being, you know, practicing mindfulness. And that seems like I could have done that with one custard tart. You could have. Mm. But your mindset was already on the two because it was already on the table, wasn't it? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. I'm, mm. I'm loving this. This is this is great. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, it's, go on. Are you going to say something? Sorry. I was just say there, there's always a reason. Okay. It's not random. There's always a reason. So for my audience then, which, you know, you know my podcast, it's all aimed at uh, getting men to open up and talk a little bit more. But when you reached out to me, I thought, actually, there will be guys out there just like me who need to definitely, you know, I've got that lovely little sort of gathering around the waist, which I Mm. think is where most of us, it it tends to go at this age. Mm. Um, I I will say I've lost, and we do it in uh, stones. Stones, yeah. Yeah. So I've lost a stone and a half. Oh, well done. Yeah, which I'm really chuffed about. So that's uh, in round. That's about twenty pounds. Twenty one pounds high. Yeah. Yep, yep. There you go. So yeah, you do know, don't you? Sorry, <laughs> I don't know if you do things in kilos or. But so you know, I'm really chuffed. But I've got that to go again. I've got another stone and a half to lose, definitely. Mm, mm. Um, and I've been using um uh the intermittent fasting. Oh yes. Which, which has absolutely seemed to have worked for me. Because I think I like a, a you know a, a, a routine, so I now mm-hmm. know that I can as long as I've eaten my dinner by eight o'clock in the evening, I then can't eat anything until midday the next day, 
Now, you in choose your... not to eat anything until yeah. midday. Absolutely. And, and because right. that's set in stone, I can stick to it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. You know, I, I can I can handle that. Is that something that you recognize as a, as a good method of losing weight? A lot of people have very good um, results with that. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people, um, if they've had any kind of traumatic or emotional kinds of experiences with food, mm-hmm. for example, I, I, I have tried it, I've done it a few times, but it always ends up for me, leaving me too hungry so that I will overeat the next meal. So it doesn't work well for me. Mm-hmm. I can I can fast for three or four days easily. Mm. But on the fifth day, I find it hard to control myself. So yeah. it really does come back to what works for you. Sure. Yeah, I, I must admit, you know, I went to work today and I spoke to someone when I got there and I'd eaten just before I left to go to work. And rather than just having a sandwich, I had two sandwiches. Mm. And I got to work and said, I didn't need both of those sandwiches. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I'm probably hungry, because I've waited 16 hours for that sandwich, I mm-hmm. made myself two and ate them both. I did resist a custard tart. <laughs> I, <laughs> I will easily do 12 to 14 hours mm-hmm. between meals. That one doesn't bother me. As long as I have three meals fairly equally spaced, I know what time I have breakfast. I know what time I have my tea or my evening meal. As long as that stays straight, I'm good. I can go many hours, but I I need the order because there's so much that's disordered in life. I need order. So that's one way I get my order. So if it works for you, go ahead and do it. If it doesn't, don't feel shame over it. It doesn't work for a lot of people. Mm. So that's that's the, the message then to, to the people listening is you've got to try and figure out what works for you. Now, there is a lot of trial and error in that. And there's Indeed. a lot of, you know, shall I try this diet? Shall I try that diet? Mm-hmm. What's uh, is, is the metabolic test? I've got to come back to that because it's the first time I've heard it mentioned. Is that a good way of finding out? Is that a shortcut to finding out what sort of diet you should be on? Well, again, it shortcut it for me. Okay. It was, it was a wonderful thing um, because suddenly I was still losing weight and I wasn't hungry anymore because I was getting the appropriate nutrients for my body. So you do this for your clients. Mm-hmm. What's a typical process that you go with? So I, I come to you, I say, Renee, I need to lose three stone um, help. What, okay. what's our, what, how do we go about doing that? Well, it's, I start with a metabolic test and we do it together and then we, we wait for the results and then we talk about that for a session or two. And then I go through um, a process of, it's about a three month process for most mm-hmm. people. If they need some support along the way, we'll add some more months in there. But we talk about what works for your body and how you can make that work for you, Right. Um, we'll troubleshoot that along the way. But we also talk about your emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. What drives you to food for comfort or stress relief? My book is called What's Really Eating You? Because we need to know what's eating you alive inside. Because if we can get you, your baggage, your emotional, your spiritual, your physical, and your mental baggage sorted, then you will not self-sabotage 
with emotional eating. Yeah. Because you'll find what will actually soothe you. And then you don't, well, as I like to say, when you face your stuff, you no longer need to stuff your face for comfort <laughs> or stress relief. Right? I love that. That's such a good <laughs> saying. <laughs> and then we work on, okay, what is your best self, Matt? What is mm -hmm. your best? And how do we facilitate that? Because when, when I'm living in my best, when my best self is making uh, food choices, I make a lot better choices. Because mm. it's not coming from a wounded spot, is it? No. And, and I know that a lot of guys listening will be like, yeah, but you know, I got home late from work. I needed something convenient, something fast. Um, and I know the way around that is to, is to plan your food. You have yeah. to plan your food like you plan anything else in life, I guess. Well, men tend to plan when they're going to have sex. <laughs> Do we? <laughs> if they can, right? <laughs> but I mean, the, the thing is we plan what's important to us. We plan to go to work every morning. We plan to clean our teeth and have a shower and go to the rugby or soccer or whatever it is, right? Yeah. We plan the things that are important to us. And okay, I know it's not sexy to plan food, but it makes it easier in the end. Yeah. You know, every every time I cook chicken, right? I'll, I'll, I'll grill some chicken breasts or whatever. And I won't grill just one for me and my husband. I will grill you know, two or three, four pounds of it so that I can put the pieces in the freezer so that if I'm late to getting home or I'm, you know, over long with a client, all I have to do is pop it in the microwave and it's Job ready. Done. Job mm. done. Mm. Yeah. And it's no more trouble to grill three pounds of chicken than it is one. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's one of my go-to, a uh, lot of chicken. Uh, I have a lot of salmon. I love salmon. Salmon's um, nice, yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't, steak. I, see, I don't go, I, yeah, I mean, I love steak, but I, mm. again, I'm, you know, I, I'm aware and I'm told, well, it's red meat and you shouldn't have too much red meat. But what are your, th <clears throat> what are your thoughts on that? Um, well, um, unfortunately, I know a little too much about how we got our dietary advice. Right. And I think it's a little rubbish. <laughs> I could, I could go off on that. I'm going to save you that rant. But essentially, it was, um, a philosophy that a man with a very strong personality and um, desire to melt other people in front of him decided this is what we needed to do, and we made it dogma. Okay. Now, there are people who do need to be careful about red meat because of their, their physical being, yes. Yeah. But my father who is now 83 years old, mm -hmm. smoked like a chimney from the time he was about 16 until he was 75, um, had chicken fried steak, which is basically breaded round steak, mm -hmm. um, mashed potatoes, a four stack of bread, and gravy over the entire thing at least twice a week all of his life. He has no cholesterol problems. Wow. So your chemistry does dictate what you can do. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could live in a household with somebody else and obviously you're eating the same food and it's it's obviously going to affect, you know, some per one person one way and potentially another person another way. So that, Indeed. that makes perfect sense to me. So find <laughs> what works for your body. There we go. I was going to get onto your book, but please do give that another plug. Uh, what's really eating you? Overcome the triggers of comfort eating. 
Um, obviously, we can get it on uh, on Amazon. I can see that there's a there's a Kindle version as well. Is there an audio uh, version of it? No, not yet. I I'm supposed to record one, but I haven't done it yet. But yes, well, there will eventually, but not now. No, you can get well, paperback, hardback. Yeah, Kindle. the quality of your microphone means that you could do that. No problems whatsoever. It sounds fantastic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Recent upgrade, um, Matt. <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Well, the the Kindle is is four pounds UK price. You know, so and it's 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 a big book, isn't it? I mean, I, I'm it's telling me it's 171 pages long. Yeah, it's a real book. It's a proper book, isn't it? It, it, well, I it is. There's... Give people the information they needed. I didn't want to do one of these sixty-page outline, and it's, mm-hmm. and I hope I hope it's not something where people think because a lot of the the reviews I see now, oh, it's just a plug for their services. That's that's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. Um, so when I shifted my counseling practice to helping others overcome emotional eating, I, I needed a book. And I needed the TEDx. That's it. There. So that's, to me, that's your USP, which is what interested me to hear, you know, your story was I've never heard anybody, and this is maybe me just being naive, but I've never heard anybody talk about the emotional side of things and, and why we potentially eat the wrong foods. And there's there's all those triggers that um, that we've discussed. And if anybody watches your TED Talk, they will uh, find out for themselves. Indeed. <laughs> Fascinating. Now, as you know, because I know and thank you for uh, listening, you've, uh, you've had a listen to uh, some of my podcasts already. So there are four questions I like to ask all my guests at the end of the episode. Um, and uh, so I'm going to crack on with those, if that's okay with you, Renee. I'm ready. Brilliant. So uh, because my podcast is aimed at the, at the, the gents, the fellas of this, of this world, what do you think it takes to be a man in the 21st century? Gentlemen, please use your strength on behalf of others. Okay, I think well, we've we've you know feminized so many of our men or said it's it's bad to be a man to fight for things, and I think no, that's what you were made to do. And I appreciate it when a man uses his strength on my behalf. Fantastic! That's that's a refreshing answer. That really is. Thank you. Uh, who has inspired or who's been the most influential person or people in your life? Well, I'd like to say my grandmother, because she loved me so much, and she was my rock and anchor. And I think someone having someone in your corner you know you can always count on is a lovely thing. Excellent. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to assume that your grandmother is no longer with us. No, she's gone. In fact, she passed away right before I opened my practice. Uh, well, there's a nice uh, a legacy for her, yes? Yes, indeed, indeed. Talking of legacies, what sort of legacy would you like to leave behind, Renee? I want to help people heal their hearts. And is that based purely around diets or just generally? Generally, you know, if 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 you don't get trapped under your emotional stuff, if your heart is healed, nothing can stop you. I love that. I say that a lot, but I genuinely mean that. And finally and foremost, the the question that catches so many of my guests out, uh, can you please tell me your best dad joke? Yes, this is my favourite joke in the world. All right, so there were these two chappies, they were out walking their dogs, and it was getting a bit hot, you know, and they they passed by this pub and they said, oh, let's go in and have a pint, shall we? And there was a sign on the door that says, no dogs except for C&I dogs. 
So this one fella, he's, he's got an Alsatian. And he said, I'm going to go try it. And his buddy was like, no, you don't need No, no, I'm just going to try it. So he walks in and the barman says, hey, hey, we don't allow dogs here. And he said, it's my CNI dog. All right, come on in, he says. So his buddy's still out on the stoop, isn't he? And he's getting a bit hot. And he thought, hmm, I may as well try it. So he walked in and the barman again says, hey, hey, we don't allow dogs here. And the man said, but it's my CNI dog. And the barman said, they gave you a poodle for a seeing eye dog? And the man says, they gave me a poodle? (laughs) Very good. Very good. That was worth it. I like that. Renee, now listen, obviously because of the time zone difference, um, it's fairly late in the evening for me and I appreciate that it's probably a little bit earlier on in the day for you. Uh, So thank you for being accommodating on the times. Um, if people want to get in touch with you, what's the best and easiest way for them to do that? Packyourownbag.com. That's your website, yeah? Yes, that's true. What's What's the reason behind Pack Your Own Bag? Well, our, our bags, our emotional bags get packed for us, don't they, as we grow up? And sometimes we have to unpack the stuff we no longer need so that we can be on the journey we want to be on rather than the one we fell into. Brilliant perfect perfect explanation for a brilliant name uh, so renee all the way from texas in the usa thank you very much for your time today and uh, good luck with everything you do in the future thank you for having me thanks for listening to the who needs instructions podcast we release a new episode every week so make sure to subscribe and we'll speak to you again soon